Dark Side podcast. So this morning, um, which is obviously UK time um, in the afternoon, it's Australia. So we've got two amazing guests coming on. You know, I cannot wait to get this going. Um, really buzz for this one. So basically, we're going to do and bring two guests on. Uh, so we've got Brooke on, and we've got Troy coming on. Um, and soon as both of them send across the request buttons, I'm just going to bring this up now. Right. I'm just going to bring this up now. Wait for this to load up. Good morning, or good afternoon, should I say? How are you doing? Good, good. I'm just obviously That's just waiting for Troy to Troy to show up. Um, yeah. Got the big got the big coffee on the go, so we're all good to go. Um, so happy days. Um, so basically, which uh, like I said, we're going to get uh, wait for Troy to turn up. Um, hopefully, because it's the first time I've done actually like a split screen. Um, so this is something different for me as well. Um, but how's life for you? Good. It's a beautiful day here, and uh, yeah. So for the UK audience, it's uh, three thirty in the afternoon here in Australia, and um, yeah, we're in at the end of winter. Um, so spring's on approach, and you can feel it in the air. It's nice and sunny outside, but it's still cool. So, yeah, um, yeah been, out, been outside getting the vegetable patch ready to for some planting come the warmer weather. So, yeah. fingernails Definitely. are filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good sign of, like, good worker. <laughs> yeah, as per usual. I'm not very precious. <laughs> But to be honest with you, that's what made me surprised was because like, obviously I see your photo shoots and they're just literally like you see the frost on the ground and we're in like obviously summer now and it's just looking at this going, okay, they're comparable here. You know, so it's just to see the two different, you know, different zones is almost that nine hour difference, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I like to show people the difference in the weather here because uh, a lot of people who live overseas, uh, they just think that Australia is just hot everywhere yeah. all the time <laughs> and uh, I like to show that no no we have quite a diverse um, terrain and topography and landscape and very diverse weather patterns as well and uh, not all the states but the majority of states the, the more southern states we certainly get the seasons yeah. uh, we experience all, we experience all the seasons so I like to share that definitely yeah. morning Troy or should I say afternoon how are you doing not too bad, not too bad. Sorry, I apologise for the late. Uh, I've been a bit slow getting started. I've just made myself a, a cup of tea. I've, I've got a sick child here and uh, I'm starting to feel the, uh, feel the effects of that. So I'm a bit slow to get started, so I apologise for joining late. No worries. Did you say tea? Because this is coffee only. Yeah, I did say tea. I do have, I do have a, <laughs> a cup of tea. I've got my cup here. You know, shit could be worse. And uh, Yes, it is pink. I'm a, I'm a new age male and I don't mind pink, so... Now, from wrong with Pete. I thought you. I thought you'd appreciate your tea being tea being from the uh, from the UK. So. Oh, we love a bit of tea, but on this podcast today, it's strictly coffee because I know H would be turning in. His, you know, ah, oh, he would just be having a little fit, wouldn't he? You know. Oh, but... he, he, he definitely he definitely would, and uh, definitely you know the the sponsors of uh, of myself being Warfighter Coffee. I know it's not the. The coffee brand Brook Torches or H Pushes or, or, or anything like that, but uh, Warfighter, they do a lot of stuff. Uh, 
here in Australia for, you know, not-for-profit organisations, basically, you know, they don't take away debt, so they, yeah. they give it all back to the veterans. So, yeah, I, I've got to give a big shout-out for them. So I'll get that in now, and, and then I'll just sit here and, uh, and sit my black tea, so... Happy days, happy days. Well, today is absolutely brilliant. Obviously, get to get both of you on at the same time because um, I know it's something that we've been planning for a bit now just to try and get this organised. And I know we kind of linked up at different times and it was like, obviously, post my original account being deleted. So this is the first live podcast uh, since then. But I appreciate, obviously, your support, guys. You know, I've been massively appreciated there. Um, but overall, I always like to start the podcast, obviously, getting to know yourselves. So if you just, like, do it uh, one by one, uh, and always like to say ladies first. So, Brooke, if you'd like to take the stage and just give a little bit of rundown of, like, who is Brooke Strahan? All right. So first I will correct you with the pronunciation of my last name. Exactly. It is Strawn. Um, Strawn. There's a town in Tasmania. She has no no problem correcting you either because I I know that firsthand. I get corrected all the time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, yeah, Troy's learned pretty quickly (laughs) that I don't hold back. Um, (laughs) But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, Yes, it's Strawn. And um, yeah, and my name is Brooke. Sometimes people think my name's Hither or Heather because of my Instagram handle being hi yeah. there, Brooke. And yeah, and they think I'm from German and I'm hither. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, it's Brooke and I'm not Austrian or German, I'm Australian. And uh, yeah, so I live on my farm uh, here in um, the Southern Tablelands slash Southern Highlands of New South Wales. Recently moved here uh, only around a month ago or so. Prior to that, I was on, in a little hobby farm in Northeast Victoria beautiful spot um, in the high country. Uh, but yeah, we bought a larger property and uh, moved up here a bit closer to my husband's and my own family up this way. And uh, yeah, so I'm here with uh, resetting back up the farm, getting sheep and cattle to, to run the farm, uh, you know, which I'll be pretty much doing full time apart from my writing. So I'm an author and I've been writing for a number of years now. I have uh, uh, two books out of my own, two fiction books in my uh, series, which is called The Subject, so The Subject Series. And I'm currently writing the third and final in that trilogy, Um, as well as, of course, co-authoring, you know, Troy's um, military autobiography, which I'm sure we're going to talk about today. So that's been really, really, really exciting. Um, Yeah, and prior to that... um, yeah, I worked as a um, private consultant in the security and risk management arena. I did that for uh, eight, nine years, uh, privately um, consulting and contracting. Uh, and before that, I um, worked for a few government agencies, um, yeah, with the ADF originally, and then moved into some other government departments. So yeah, that's me. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. And then obviously yourself there, Troy. Um, and I know you recently you've done obviously the podcast Life on the Line. So a lot more people want to get onto that one for more of the war dits and that kind of area. But for yourself, though, just to get a little bit of rundown and obviously introduction for yourself there. Um, yeah, no, nothing as exciting as Brooke, really. I just did my, you know, I did my 25 years. Yeah, like yourself, I did, you know, a lot of time in the military. I, you know, I had a uh, period of time. I actually worked for a, uh, a UK um, company called Armour Group at the time that they sold up. They were uh, mm-hmm. out, of, out of London, at a, at a Buckingham, Buckingham Way, is it? Is it Buckingham Way where the palace is on? Um, yeah, yeah. 
works works for them. But yeah, just I did my time there, and then I got approached to write a book as soon as I got out, and obviously all my secrecy act stuff started to shut down, and and people, yeah, just wanted to hear a story. So yeah, I don't have, a, I don't, I'm not a published author. The hence why I've, uh, you know, you know, worked with Brooke. She puts my my dribble into words, and uh, yeah, um, it's been quite humbling uh, of recent because we've both just written, you know, we're finalising the, the last parts of the first draft, and um, you know, had had to write the had to write the author's notes and stuff like that, and I read hers towards me. It was amazing, and yeah, but I, I sat there and I tried to capture obviously my emotions with things. Um, yeah, and Brooke has been like, you know. Basically, I've you know I've stolen her off her husband for this period of time for the book, but she's been like a muse. She's been an inspiration. She's you know she keeps me on track. She doesn't mind telling me to hurry up and get shit done. Um, I, I I need that because you know. But other than that, mate, um, yeah, twenty you know around twenty one, twenty two years in the military. Yeah, uh, in between obviously conventional forces and and special forces. So. Yeah, work with the UK SF, work with uh, a lot of uh, American SF guys as well. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. I don't, uh, I don't really have any exciting. You know, I didn't work for too much else. So, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, that career, because obviously I've I've heard your full story, and to me, it's just like you are as vital as the guys. Are obviously, it doesn't make a difference what part you were. You played that part. And and like listen to your stories that I was like you've got some a, a real like there's some periods of time where you're like you're in a deep dark and and it's just like wow you know so you played a massive part as well so you know I mean your story and this is something that I really wanna because a lot of people I know there's been a lot of like um, books written especially on like special forces and. Yes, there is got a contingency part of like where there's got to be the secrecy act or there's got to be things that got to be like toned down um, and there is going to be restrictions on it. Uh, and that's understandable. But like I know that speaking to other people that that's one part that they always face is like, OK, what can you physically put in a book? What is actually able to be put out there into public domain? But the other part of it is, is I know for yourself, Fairbrook, that you kind of we had this conversation about going working from fictional work, non-fiction. How do you jump between the two? And it is quite a struggle. I've obviously reading um, your work currently, and it is top stuff. It is, it is very dynamic. It's very kinetic. It's very, very flowing. Very flowing. I mean, do you find that? that switch between your own work, what you're used to, and then going working with Troy. And I like that little bit about you keeping him in check. Because I think you do seriously need to have somebody who pulls you in check. For myself, when I, I'm, I'm currently still unpublished in this one sense. Yes, I've, I'm self-published, uh, but I obviously haven't got that part of it. So I'm kind of just creating things, putting it onto, uh, like onto page, as you would say, and put it out there on public domain. But do you find it is still kind of like your mindset goes, okay, I've written in this format. Now I've got to change this format. Do you find this a bit of a challenge? Yeah, because I was writing, well, when I do my fiction, everything's in third person. And yeah. so anyone who's read my work, my fictional work, uh, knows that. Uh, so swapping over from that third um, person to that first person uh, was a little bit of a challenge. And I had to keep reminding myself 
uh, you know, to do that and um, always checking my work, making sure I wasn't flip-flopping between, you know, first and third person. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think also um, with my fictional work, because it is fictional, I can say whatever I want uh, and I can get away with it uh, where, um, you know, I can't do that with Troy's book. <laughs> so, uh, like, he knows what I mean. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, so I just uh, I've got, got to rein myself in because sometimes I, I want to use certain words or whatever and I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe not appropriate, you know, for a military autobiography. <laughs> it's all right for, for my work. So... Yeah, just uh, just yeah. reining myself in and my, I guess, my creativity. Um, you know, remembering it's not fiction; it's it's real life, and so yeah, got to got to tell the story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. When, sorry, I was going to say definitely when there's a part where, yeah, there was a line about talking about uh, a skinny jean pair of cams, and she's like, "Yeah, just to show off the girls of you know Taryn Cowles." I'm going, "We can't write that. <laughs> we can't write that." <laughs> Because yeah, I was going to say to you, Troy, do you find, because I know that was something that I've spoken to other people, that when you start putting, it, it doesn't seem significant or certain events, you kind of have to do that chronological order almost, okay, what happened where, and then little things start popping out. And then I know there's certain elements of it, and I know something we obviously wanted to discuss rather regarding the mental health part of it. Did you find that there was parts that you kind of went, actually, I'll just leave that for today. I'll put that to little one side and I'd rather go on to that, and then I'll come back to it. Did you ever find that there was those times where you kind of started thinking, actually, this, I remember this, I remember this, and then the memory started like almost falling into place, but then you kind of found yourself stopping, wanting to get yourself out the arena to then go and think, I'll just park that to one side for today. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and Brooke knows this firsthand because I, I often, yeah, we chat, we chat daily, and I, I ring her for advice because obviously she's a published author and uh, everything like that, but I, I chop and change between between chapters. So, yeah. like I, yeah, I struggled to write a chapter about my military mentor, and I like I really struggled to the point where I just, you know, someone said, "Why don't you just put it on social media?" Why don't, and I thought, you know what, I will. I'll, I'll ask for advice, and I got some really good advice there. I spoke to a guy who's actually over in the UK at the moment, next guy I work, used to work with, and he gave me some, you know, excellent stories about it. But, yeah, I chop and change between chapters because sometimes it's just, yeah, like writer's block is real. It is a real thing. Um, yeah, it might not be for everyone. Uh, I, uh, you know, because I, I suck at writing, but it's uh, definitely, a, definitely a real thing for me where I'll sit there and go, I've got the emotions, I've got the thoughts, but how do I put it into words? No. Yeah, yeah, that, definitely. That yeah, definitely, because I feel that, because I know you'll find that yourself, Brooke, even from a fictional point of view, you kind of get into that headspace that you want to put something down, and then you kind of go, how would I kind of approach this? Or should I just go... Because people ask me all the time, how do you write? I say, actually, I just put music on, and I just let it flow we're like the conduits aren't we of like what we our thoughts our feelings emotions how do we you know how do we feel for that part and you kind of physically feel like you're reenacting an emotion isn't it absolutely and uh yeah what you said about the conduit i completely agree i, I think anyone who's an artist is just a conduit uh for um for that art form and um we're just uh, lucky enough to have a somewhat type of way to express that and give give that back to people um but 
Yeah, it's, defi it's definitely, um, I talk about um, like the flow, like you, you yeah. get in that flow state. And, and, and Troy, Troy knows about this now. Like, you know, he, he's, he said that he's not a good writer, but he is. And he's, he's really, really improved. Um, and he knows that. Like he, he has, he's really, as with uh, the book's gone on, his writings has gotten better and better and better. Like he's really good. Um, and so any fine, and I know like he's, he's in a flow state. I can, when I read his work um, before I've done anything to it, I can go, yeah, he's been in a real flow state, you know, with that bit. And yeah, with my own writing, I, I'm the same, you know, you can be in that flow state or you're not. So, and, um, and yeah, when you're in that flow state, it just, you know, it, it yeah. just, it comes out. Um, and yeah, if I'm not in that flow state, I tend not to push it. Um, you know what I mean? I'll take a step, I'll take a step back and, and just wait. But for my own writing, uh, uh, fiction, I often uh, will have something so simple trigger that flow state. It can be yeah. as simple as somebody using one particular word or a sentence or even telling me a story about something that happened to them. And that for me will give me, um, you know, a little bit of an idea or they even just used a word and I'm like, I really like that word. Yeah. And I go back and I figure out how to put that word into the storyline and I can create a whole chapter just based around a word or a sentence that somebody that somebody said. So it can be very minor things that, that trigger me with my writing. Yeah, absolutely. Because I find that myself, it's actually sometimes I can even do it for Instagram, uh, like, like post it's like like you said one word something or you see an image then suddenly you, this image then suddenly turns into something else then turns into this post and i get that all the time and what i tend to do and i've got thousands of notes all you know on on my phone i'll go what i usually do is just go in there and i put a couple of words or a sentence or maybe just something just to remind us and then i'll go back to it and i might have like 25 on you know unfinished works and then i go back and i just kind of fill in the gaps um mm. do you find that like you say yourself, because with writers, you kind of have got more unpublished work than you've got published. Do you find that you kind of go, hang on a minute, if I go back then, I remember that being said, do you ever kind of go like flip between like what you've got in front of you and what's been before and then try and compare the two and try and bring something new from it? Yeah, I am. Um, what I tend more to do is I'll write sometimes like with the, um, uh, you know, like with the fictional book I'm working on at the moment. I will write a bit, but it's not in there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I haven't put it yeah, into yeah. the script, but it's off to the side and it might only just be like one paragraph or a few, or like just a line that I really liked and I'll leave it and then I'll come back to it and try and find somewhere for it. That's, that's often what, um, what I do. But it's funny how you said about talking about like a visual or an image, uh, you know, triggering your writing because it was only a couple of days ago that I got sent um, by um, a friend or one like a, somebody from Instagram, a guy that um you know that started following me, and he he ha does like little um combat uh, minifigures like Lego, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Dresses, dresses them up like kid like they're all kitted out, um, uh, really cool. And anyway, he sent me uh, a little um, a Black Ops uh, minifigure and um, in some kit and everything, and it was super cool. And it's got like little night vision goggles. And I was like, oh, what a cool little dude. And anyway, when I like lifted up the goggles, 
it was a female who yeah. had like eyelashes and lipstick and everything. And I was like, that's freaking awesome. And that, um, that triggered, you know, a whole kind of half a chapter in, in my book is nothing to do with Lego, but just it being a female, yeah. you know, triggered something in my brain. So um, yeah. yeah, that's an example. Definitely, definitely. And for yourself, Dad Troy, did you find, I mean, what was your biggest barrier, would you say? Because I've come across this many times. There's been times when I've started writing and do you know what? I've literally, especially when it's gone into the more, the more serious side of, like, say, mental health, I found that I literally started writing and then suddenly I start just, the tears start coming because it's always that emotion start coming over you and you kind of go, or you feel it on your chest and you're like, oh, that's, that hits hard. Do you find that, like, what is your biggest barrier when it, to put that emotion and the thoughts of, you know, especially over it's quite an extensive career and, you know, and it was very kinetic um, at times there. Did you, what, what would you say it would be? Uh, exactly that. It's, it's exactly that. I, I can write about situations that I've been in and, yeah, you know, because I did come from the Air Force side of things, there is obviously, yeah, you know, people sit there and go, oh, you're, you're an Air Force guy. Yeah, you, you know that in the service band that you go on, but it's like, heck, man, that I, you know, I went through doors first. I shot people, you know, I shot people in the face. I did this, I did that. Um, so it is, it's that, that emotion where you are writing, the writing the book and working it through with, with Brooke has been, like, it's been cathartic. It has, it's helped me out a lot. So it's, yeah. It has been just that that emotion because exactly like you said, one minute, you know, um, yeah, I, I refer to it as because I, I I like to use movie lines every now and again. We got a movie over here called Chopper Reed, and uh, you know he's one of obviously Australian biggest criminals. Not that we uh, you know look up to criminals here in Australia, but um, yeah, you know, he he has a line going, "I'm flying, look at me, I'm flying," and yeah. yeah. I, I, like I refer to it, when I'm when I'm flying, I'm flying. Like I'm, I'm going good. It's that what now, what next, what if. But when I do write a chapter and it does, you know, bring up some memories, and I'm just, yeah, I struggle, and I and it does. Like yeah, I'll, I'll sit there and just I, I, I step away, and um, yeah, I, I like I do get emotional. I break down, and I do shed a tear. So uh, for me, being you know a, a guy on the on the pointy end for a long time. It was hard for me to accept that. It was hard for me to sit there and go, because, yeah, I'm a 44-year-old male. I never got taught about emotion bringing up. And something that I've always tried to do with my son is, you know, he's he's the only one, my son, he's the only one who will hold my hand. My daughters won't hold my hand. So, yeah, they're hard as nails. But I've always tried to bring him up with emotion and teach him about emotion, you know, only due to my sort of thing. So, yeah, just, just dealing with that emotion, I found that the hardest. And then just trying to express it into words. Uh, but, yeah, I'm lucky I've got – she brings out the emotion. She'll sit there and highlight stuff and then ring me up and go, what do you mean? Like, you know, tell me what you're feeling. Tell me this. Tell me that. And, and actually yeah. bring it out. Like, that, that's been the hardest part for me. Yeah, definitely. Because I know talking about emotional state, I know your character, Bianca, she's very strong woman. She's a very – like, of what I've read. And I find that, that there's – parts in the book when you're reading it and you're like does she show emotion but how does she show emotion and it's almost like you kind of knowing reading your books and i kind of pick up the sense that she's very strong-headed woman 
but there is that emotional part of it. Do you find like writing for yourself, uh, Brooke, in that sense? Do you, and I know that's a part that people have said, like, is this you? Is this kind of, you know, from that character point of view, you've poured a lot into that character and I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the number one question I get asked is always, yeah. are you Bianca? Or is Bianca yeah. you? So, yeah, Bianca, for anyone who might have missed that, Bianca's the, the lead protagonist, so female. Um, there's there's parts of me in, in Bianca, um, but there's parts of me in all the characters. Yeah. But there's parts of lots of people I know um, or have met along the years that make up all the characters as well. No, no character is any one person if that yeah. makes sense. I've yeah, taken yeah. bits and pieces of, of all these different people and experiences that not just I've had, but other people have had or I've heard of to create these characters. But in saying that, they're all very um, each their own, but I've made them each in a way that they're not the greatest people. And anyone who's read like the whole se like the series thus far know that um, Bianca's an anti-hero. She's yeah. not a nice person. Yeah. Like, you start off reading thinking, oh, she might be okay, you know, and that, oh, she's hard, but, you know, she's going to be good. It's like, no, she's actually not. She is, she yeah. is a bitch and she's, <laughs> like, but more than a bitch. She, she's really quite evil. Um, yeah. uh, but in saying that... You definitely wouldn't talk with Bianca. Definitely, definitely. I wouldn't like to have an argument with a woman, you know. It's like, nope, I'm stepping back, stepping back. Because that's something that I've... I've been at, and maybe it's because obviously the current news, Afghanistan, and obviously I didn't serve in that theater, neither Iraq, but obviously friends, many friends who did, and I feel like I kind of, I'm, I kind of put myself in their train of thoughts, and obviously having conversations, and I've, there's this area that I've been concentrating at this moment, and maybe it is to do with that. It's about we look for peace in life, but it takes great violence to create peace. Now, that's something people kind of are quite hard to understand or get to grips with, isn't it? In that sense that to, to gain peace, it does take a level of violence and it takes a level of violence from people who are prepared to go into that arena and give it their all, isn't it? Mm. I mean, Troy, like, was there. And so what do you, I mean... What's I, your I, thoughts I on that, Troy? Yeah. I haven't even spoken to Troy about the event, like, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does take violence to be done by, you know, women and men to, you know, to get that peace. I 100%. Um, yeah. I've got my opinions on Afghanistan. I spent a long time over there. I, I think the Afghani women and men need to fight for their own country. The Iraqis are doing it. You see it firsthand with the Iraqi special operations. They've fought for their country. Afghanistan yeah. aren't fighting for their country. So that's my opinion of it. Don't get me wrong, I still am... Uh, empathetic towards, you know, I don't want to see them and children hurt unnecessarily. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, it does take violence. Like the, yeah, and this is something that I've been sort of, yeah, as a side project, I'm talking about alpha males, alpha females, beta personalities and stuff like that at the moment in, a, in an article I've been asked to write. And it's a side project for me, again, just helping out with the, uh, with my writing side of things. But it does take violence, and, and history is history. Like whether, you know, whether you want to be, you know, my, you know, I had an ex-partner who was like, you know, you know, like Dory the fish, basically had her head, 
yeah, everything was just thinking everything was perfect. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, life isn't like that. And, yeah, it does take violent people to sometimes sort stuff out. So. Yeah, definitely. Not that, I, yeah, not that I'm, you know, anyway inclined like that anymore. I, I, I like my peaceful lifestyle. I like hanging out on a farm. I like, you know, just, just chilling out. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I find that myself, I think for anybody, whether it be a physical environment or arena, whether it be a mental health arena, whether it be in that any that particular area, you're in a, you're a state of warfare. And I know, obviously, reading your books, uh, Brooke, that I kind of pick up that part that Bianca is in almost that both sides. It's, she's very much in that arena on many different sides of it. But... Mm -hmm. You do require that. You kind of, the people who have gone through the most, or the biggest battle, should I say, they're the ones that always, they they crave it, don't they? They crave that peace. They're kind of like trying to find that peace or constantly find that rather than anything else, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, for me, I, I, you know, I've had a pretty mundane career, like to say the least, compared to like Freud. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but still, even even with the career I had, I got to a stage where I just went, I've had enough of this shit. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm almost a middle-aged woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be carrying a sidearm anymore. Like, you know, and then I, and then I bought a farm and found that I had a, had a firearm on me more than I ever did at work. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something, you know. So I'm like, oh, and you're still, and you're still you're probably shooting. Not the 410. You're still probably shooting. Something. There's always something. I'm pest on the farm, <laughs> you know. Something yeah. trying to get. It's Australia as well. Everything's trying to kill you. So. All right. That's one of the probably the biggest battle with most Australians. Is that like yourself, like on the farm and that, and that that kind of you saying that there, it it does, and obviously I do recommend anybody go and read your books, Brooke, because it, you 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 saying that there's a there is a a certain farm within the book, and I'm yeah. kind of like, you know, is, I was like, there is, although yeah, that's, I, that's I, inspired, that's inspired. Actually, that farm was actually created before I bought my farm in Northeast Victoria. Um, but that's based on another member of my family's farm. That that the, the farm in the in the in the book series. It was. Um, is that, is that minus the, the firearms? Is it minus them? Oh, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, we can either confirm or deny that part. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should you should ask the story about how she blew a hole in the the back patio with you know trying to shoot a snake. Ask that story. Oh, no, that's I, an interesting no, story. No, we, don't, we don't do that. In, we don't do that. Because you know, like we're not allowed to. Um. <laughs> but there's, I would say though, overall, like that's the thing. It's like having conversations. This, this is what I love. This is the real time. This is where you know we can jump between you know right and mental health, all many different areas. But it all does kind of go into one, isn't it? Whether it be on a fictional part or it goes into the non-fictional. And to me, I, that's what I love about not only podcasting but writing you get the real raw truths from it isn't it from you know from both parts of it and i know yourselves working together i mean how 
difficult is it because you can sometimes have that that part where you're really strongly feel about this idea or you feel strong about that idea did you find that there was that many clashes and i can tell obviously you're a very strong-headed woman there brooke and and i know you would probably on a daily basis been saying troy no no that does not work there this works here uh no well ask troy Ew. <laughs> what do you what's your feeling troy go on yeah, to be honest with Look, uh, Brooke keeps me to a timeline. I'm sure her husband cops it worse than what I do, that's for sure. But um, Brooke keeps me to a timeline, a timeline, but it has been, I don't know, it's just been, it's been easy. Like, we speak yeah. almost daily and, you know, she sends back the work that I send and gives me feedback and how to improve it. And I think it's been, yeah, it's been rather easy, to be honest. So, I like, I didn't know what, I, I went into this, you know, not knowing what to expect. It's one thing to sit there and pull the trigger or to say clear hot on a jet and yeah. or to land it, you know, clear the land for an aircraft, something like that. But I went into this without any expectations. And to be honest, it's the outside of, you know, she harasses me all the time about, you know, chapters and stuff like that. But I, yeah. I need that because, I, you know, I go off in my own world and, and do side projects and stuff like that. Um, because, yeah, like I said, my mind goes a million miles an hour and I just need to keep moving all the time and doing stuff. But it's been quite easy. I think it's been quite easy. It might have been more painful for Brooke, but uh, it's been quite easy on my behalf. Yeah, I've been absolutely lucky. I mean, what's your experience on that, Brooke? Because it it kind of, especially when you're working, obviously, with a military veteran, you're kind of going, oh, actually, what's this story? Or what what are your thoughts on this? Or do you find you have to kind of rein your own mind in of like, okay, let's keep focus on where we're at now? Yeah, yeah. um... Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, as, as I said, I can't, um, I've got to I keep to, uh, you know, facts and truths and can't make it too colourful, if you know what I yeah. mean. Um, but I'm always looking for uh, the humour in yeah. stories. And Troy does a good job of finding those stories, you know, so it's not all, um, there's, well, I was going to say, there's, there's a lot of seriousness, obviously, yeah. you know. A very serious job. Um, Troy's uh, experienced a lot, um, but there's a lot of larrikinism and a lot yeah. of mateship and camaraderie, and you know, just funny little stories. Um, and so I really try and find the humour, and also in some of those more deep, deeper, darker moments, yeah. um, trying to find the light and, and the humour in that, because that's one thing that I always remember. You know, and I was taught it, and you guys were probably always taught it. You know, was that you it's so important to maintain a sense of humor yeah you know despite you know the shit you know that you're experiencing you try and maintain that sense of humor to try and help you get through and i do that with myself personally in my own life you know every day um and i do it in my writing like even my fiction writing you know i try and put some humor into that and i've been doing it with troy's writing but he naturally does it himself as well and um yeah, so I, I like to run with that and, um, you know, and, and, find, and really find that humour and kind of play, you know, play up to it. But, um, yeah. yeah, but in terms of, like, working with Troy, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's been absolutely great. And as I said, like, his writing really improved. Um, I know that I'm hard on him. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, like, who I am. I have very high expectations of people. Um, because I think if I'm doing a certain job and I can do it in a certain time frame or whatever, then I expect that others 
should be able to. And that might be a little bit of intolerance on my level yeah. uh, that not everyone functions, you know, the way I do and they actually have other things to do and other priorities, you know. Um, but, um, but, yeah, that's just something that Troy's learnt with me and, um, you know, he, he knows I'm a bit of a nag. But, uh, yeah. But in a good way, though, because you've got to have somebody there. I, I do it all the time. You've got to have somebody there pulling you in. But with myself, that's why I struggle, because I find I can start writing and I can go, especially if it's, say, a serious, like a serious post or a serious part that I'm kind of going. And then I find myself going down almost that, that rabbit hole effect of like, OK, we're getting a bit too dark here. And then I have to flick, like, completely switch off from that. And, and it's always that dark humour that I've always found that because you know when everything's good because everyone's like, the banter's there, you're taking a piss out of someone, you, you're calling somebody out, you're doing this and you're doing that. Did you find that that almost kicked in your cells there, that that part, I know for yourself, Troy, you would have been, you're the master of the, of the dark arts yourself there. So you kind of like go, okay, this is a really like, dark part, but you found that humour from it because that's what I, my, this is where I kind of, find that I enjoy even in the darkest parts where you kind of talk quite something serious that you kind of pull out a, a humorous area or you start bringing out something completely random and mad do you ever find you kind of go okay we'll get a bit dark here let's put some light on this yeah I, I, do, I do yeah yeah I do um yeah Brooke can uh, attest for that I, I like I've always tried to like I've always tried to have a laugh um, yeah now there's stories that I don't tell in the book like I went away and did a six-month uh, Indo course, like uh, Bahasa Indonesian. Yeah, Bahasa just means language, but I went away and did a, a language course. And then I went away and did some boat people work here in Australia where I was doing boarding parties. The funny thing was I spent my whole six months drinking beers and eating pizza, and I barely passed the course. I couldn't speak a lick of language. But, yeah, even though I ended up working over there later on in life, but uh, I could yeah. barely speak a lick of language. But I'm on there just rattling off phrases and putting... You know, putting words in together and stuff like that. You know, Brooke yeah. knows Brooke knows how to speak Indonesian, and I I, I look back at that and I sit there and go and I and I laugh and it's just like you know it. I didn't do the best job I, I should have done, but yeah, I managed to I managed to pull the wool over the Royal Australian Navy's eyes in boarding parties and you know I'd be I'd be saying like thank you sir ma'am uh you know how's the chicken. <laughs> is your boat sailing fast? Like that's that's the that's the phraseology I was using. But I still and then I would turn back to the navy officer who was in charge of the boarding parties, and I'd go, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, he said he he, he said yeah, good to go. We uh, love the Royal Australian Navy being here, and uh, yeah, want to help out any way possible." Like I'd just make shit up. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's some like. That, that that honestly, that's some title, isn't it? You know, almost to say, yeah, we're just we're just going to sit there, eat, eat pieces, drink beer, but we're just going to chill with a. It's almost like that communication, isn't it? That that laughter. It's almost that human connection, regardless of where in the world who we're speaking to. There is that level of humour, and it's almost like that eye to eye contact. I know that's something we've obviously greatly missed over the last eighteen months, especially with a lot of us that we kind of do more of this. But it is that human connection, isn't it? That that kind of you know it. You know that it works. It works so well, regardless. And you see that little glint in the eye and you see that little smile and you're like, no matter what the language is, there is no real language barrier when it comes to humans, is it? No, I, I personally don't think so. And you see it, especially between, you know, you guys, the Brits, the US and, uh, and the Kiwis. Um, I don't know if 
I haven't worked with too many European countries. Yeah, when I say European, like but uh, anything outside of the yeah. UK before, you, you sort of see it amongst us all, and we all share that common thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. So, uh, can't, yeah, can't talk highly enough about it. But how, like, how's the how's the mental health side? How is everything over in the UK? Like, what's it like with the UK forces over there at the moment? Because you guys have been. You got you know from Northern Ireland to you know all your other European deployments to obviously Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah. Guys and girls over there fighting, you know, for lack of a better term, fighting shit for a long time. How's it? Yeah. Um, how's it travelling over there? And then especially yeah. you just come out of lockdown as well. Yeah, to be honest, it's been hard for a lot of people. But that's why I actually started these podcasts for myself because I'm one of them people. I always find the light within the dark. I always find there's an answer. There's 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 something there, like myself, that's why I started up. And I kind of went into full work mode. I was like, I can see people, as kind of, especially when we went, for example, went into the lockdown itself. Now, a lot of people were, especially veterans, I started seeing a lot of people saying, well, we've been on tour, we've been on ship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We've been, we've been in those environments before where we're isolated. But it's like, that's a different kind of isolation. Now... Yes, but also there is that part where people are going to struggle because people need to talk. And I know we've had a lot of obviously veteran suicides, especially over the last year. And I know recent, uh, it was more in the beginning of this year, we saw a big flow. And we, to myself, it absolutely destroys me every time I hear that statement, another veteran, another veteran. And I don't think, you know, and, and to me, that's why I put so much into my work. That's why I started doing the podcasts. I want other people to see, you know, in the real time, not just another a story that they read, another a post. They want that real time, that real voices, that real opinions, that real perspective on life because it has been hard. And I think it, the last 18 months, it's been particularly hard on a lot of veterans as well because they don't have that human connection. They've lost, they lost that. They need that. Regardless of saying, well, I spent X amount of time in here or X amount of time in there, I think human emotionally, you need that connection. And you'll know where I come from there, Troy. You need that bond of brotherhood. You need those those people around you. It's not about, and when we're almost isolated, and a lot of people, what's happening where they were literally in one room and they've been told, you can't go out, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I was like, no. I don't care at the end of the day. Yes, it's a very serious situation. But if you, and I was saying it myself, if you feel that way, Go to somebody's house. Go. You know, to the end of the day, the law is not above someone's life. If it came to a point, and that's why we saw a big flow of it, especially that, and I know I spoke out a lot on it, because to me, I personally lost a good friend of mine at the beginning of this year. And to me, it was like, and you hear that part about, well, why don't people speak out? Why don't people talk more? And I found that it was like, people don't. When you're in that, and you, you obviously yourself, you know this, Troy, you kind of keep everything boxed in. And I'm sure yourself, Brooke, you kind of put things in that box. You put it to one side, you leave it there, and you don't want to go and open that almost Pandora's box, do you? Mm. Um, no. Yeah, no. I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no, yeah, no, I definitely agree. Yeah. One of those things, you know, I used to sit there and go, everyone would go, hey, you're right or you're right. And then I'd go, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. And realistically, I wasn't. So, yeah. You know, it cost, you me, always... cost, me, 
cost me relationships, cost me, you know, um, not only relationships with partners at the time, but it cost me relationships with my children. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's understandable because I think myself, it's that biggest part, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm good and all that. And did you find, bro, the work with Troy, you would, you kind of, you would obviously get to know somebody who's, in that mindset, and then it's like you can kind of pick up on those emotions, can't you? Where you kind of go, We've worked on this today or yesterday, we're going to look at this one today. But you knew kind of knew that plan in place, but it was almost you could pick up on the way Troy's emotions like almost yo yoed. Like one minute it'd be like, Yeah, I'm good, and then you kind of get, Are you? Are you really good? Or is this something that you you kind of picked up really clearly? Yeah, no, I um, I, I think I. I picked up like straight away and that's why it's like as hard and naggy as I can be. Sometimes I'll, I'll leave him alone for a few days yeah. and go give him a bit of time <laughs> because I, I'm like, okay, I'll just leave it for a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, want to be this accumulative force on top of whatever else might be going on. And yeah, so just allow him to have that little bit of that little bit of breathing space. Um, yeah, but at that same time, finding that balance of, you know, we have to get this done and there is a deadline. You know? Yeah. So, so finding that balance of that and also allowing Troy, you know, um, to have his breathing space and not, not feel too, you know, like too um, pressured or an overwhelming, you know, um, yeah, sense of I have to get this done and, and you might be struggling with that chapter or something. And, um, yeah, so I because I, I, I want it for Troy, this to be a cathartic and enjoyable experience yeah. because as a writer, when I write my own work, that's what it is for me. So we use yeah. that, we, I throw that word around a lot and Troy used it before that cathartic, but it is, it's, it's therapy. And um, as most forms of art is, whether it's painting or music or writing. Um, yeah, so uh, for me, as I said, it's a very enjoyable experience and, and therapy and I, I want, Troy to to have had that same experience rather than this nagging <laughs> voice you know, <laughs> coming at him it's, saying you gotta get this done. It's, it's, <laughs> so yeah, definitely not nagging. Hopefully, uh, it's been. It, 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 did you do you find it like yourself, Troy, that you kind of like went? Hang on a minute. It's like you kind of go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that in a minute. I'll do that in a minute. And and it's that. Like, it's that part of, like, you know you're getting called out because you think, I've got to bring something to the table today. I've got to do this. Did you find it was quite enjoyable, that part, that you kind of got somebody who keeps you in check, that part, that yeah. will, like, give you that breathing yeah. space but also pull you, rein you in at the same time? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, uh, like, I, 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 have a, I have a joke with my mates about it. It's, uh, like, because I've, um, I've got a marketing manager as well, uh, Lizzie. I don't know if she's watching at the moment, but... Uh, yeah, I've got her and Brooke, and two women that I'm not in a relationship with, but they just keep me in. They're both just hammering me, like one ear, the other ear, and I'm just going, "Just fuck, leave me alone." And I don't even need, to, I don't even get, like, I don't even get to sleep with you or have fun with you. So you know, it's, yeah, I have a joke with my mates about that. They're going, "You get, yeah, all my mates sit there and go, you get nagged by two women who you don't get to have any fun with.'" And I'm going, "Well, yeah, they are helping me out." So. <laughs> I, I definitely do need it, especially in this realm of writing, because yeah, I, I, like I don't know what I don't know, and you know, I'm just I come from being um, being in the military and 
I don't know how they teach you in the uh, UK military, but yeah, in the Australian military, you write very direct and succinct, and there's not a lot of flair. It's just straight to the yeah. point. Um, and that's the way I wrote, but I just didn't have. I couldn't put those raw emotions onto onto paper, and yeah, that's that's the beauty of obviously having a co-author, and she brings that out. Yeah, definitely. Because I think we still, sometimes you need that uh, that other person that will draw the best out of you, that will pick up on points. And you, it takes, it, it's quite a skill set in that sense. You've kind of got to like, draw something out of somebody and go, okay, that would work, that would work, that would work. And then you kind of bring it together and then think, okay. And then sometimes you kind of have this idea in your head of like, because we've worked, I'm obviously co uh, co uh, author myself and does some ghostwriting i kind of like pick up on someone's and ask them a question i ask them this and because you know what you're looking for but then sometimes they'll and you present it to them and they go did i say that or did i but yeah did you find yourself oh brooke that you know that from that perspective throwing those questions out did you kind of like you know what you're looking for isn't it you know what you're looking for in that that, that area of like okay i want this out of choice today or i want this is what i'm looking for but it can be put across of like it's quite hard isn't it when you're kind of working with another person and try and get the best out of them at times yeah no i've seen you know pretty damn good with um uh he, well he thinks he's not with expressing his emotions and what he's trying to say but he's actually better than what he what he makes out like he, yeah. he, he really is um and um <clears throat> so i haven't had to push to you know too much with that uh, some of it has just been more clarification um and and sometimes i think Troy like writes ahead of himself so yeah. i've got to go back back on bits and go hold on what did you quite mean here you know what i mean like um yeah yeah just because like he's i can tell he's in that flow he's in that writer's flow and it's just like all coming out on the page and when I get it I'm like hold on what's this <laughs> and <laughs> you don't gotta, jumble gotta, it. Gotta undo it gotta undo it a little bit um yeah, yeah but as I, as I said he's actually been uh really um yeah he's he's writing and he's and and he's um, his expression of his emotions is really there and yeah. I keep saying you, you do it a lot better than what you think that you do yeah, because I was going to say that, Troy, did you find that like those parts that you suddenly wrote something down and then you read it and you went, where did that come from? I do it all the time. I kind of go, where did that come from? You know, did I actually yeah. think that? And it's that flow, isn't it? Exactly. It's a, exactly. Oh, and I've never, I've never heard about it being referred to as the flow, you know, like yourself and Brooke have yeah. said. So, but you do, you actually get in that, you get in the moment. Um, you get in the you get in the bubble, what I call get in the yeah. bubble, and that's uh, yeah. Brooke would have heard that term before. It was uh, used by a mentor of mine. He used to say, "Get in the bubble." It's on a sniper course. He'd say, "Troy, you need to just get in your bubble and just you know own it." And but yeah, getting the flow on. I would. I find it easier jumping out of plane at twenty five thousand feet or dropping bombs on people, you know, danger close than I do sometimes trying to express emotion and right. Yeah. But I um, mean that's that's me, that's the next journey of my life and that's you know, that's where I've been for the last few years, ever since I sort of yeah, you know, we we all call it a journey and stuff like that, but um you know it's yeah, like it is a journey. There is there is no yeah, and uh, to use the corner term from someone else who, you know, I'm 100% feeling it. There is no growth without suffering. And, you know, writing for me is 
yeah, it's it's the next thing. Like I'm loving, it. I'm loving the journalistic side. I'm loving writing the book. Um, yeah, I, I struggle with it, but yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Do you think there's more going to come from yourself? Because obviously, this is the your first major, obviously, book to be published. But do you find that that's something that you can go? I can, I can dig that. I can. There's more there. There's more there to play around with. I don't know. We, I've spoken to the publishing house about this because uh, both Brooke and I have signed with Big Sky Publishing. They're the ones uh, publishing yeah. the book. I've spoken to them and they've said they've talked about a second book. But it's like, what, what, what do I tell? Like, I don't, I don't have fiction in me. I don't. Yeah. I would like to write a series of, and that's you know, side projects which I do to improve my own writing. Um, a series of sort of articles for. For magazines and stuff like that, yeah. like, you know, blogs or anything like that. But um, I don't think I've got a second I, I just don't have that story to tell. I don't, and I definitely well, don't honest, have the Yeah, because uh, I mean, to be honest, you say that now, but I'm sure Brooke, you'll you'll find a way of drawing more out of Troy there in that sense that I always like that that path of evolution. That's what mm-hmm. I kind of look at it. It's like, yes, our story has been told. We can put it down on paper. We can do it in multiple different contexts and ways. And like, um, it is a case of there's more in us than we realise. And yourself there, Brooke, you know, you're working on your third book there. Obviously, I highly recommend the other two. Amazing books. There is a lot of like kinetic and flow there. And, and there's a lot of humour and I like it. There's a lot of, you know, she is a badass there, Bianca is. And I'm, um, you know, really looking forward to seeing more from yourselves there. But I mean, this is what I really... How, I good, know. how, how good are they? How, how good are they, the subject series? Like, I, so I read good. them when... Yeah, and you I, can get a little I, male counterpart, you. can't you? That's what we need. Oh, we need, we need, we need, we need like, Troy Yeah, mm. no, you don't. You don't need Troy in there. Troy and Bianca <laughs> would be a uh, not yeah, a good combo. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was just in growth, like I was being captured, and uh, I've got another mate of mine who's written a fictional series, and. I never normally get engrossed into fictional series, but Bianca grabbed me in and then a mate of mine who I'm sort of uh, helping out with his stuff, like I just provided, provided a lot of sort of advice on the yeah, military side of things. But uh, Nathan Best, his name is, he's written, uh, he's got a character in there, but I've never gotten into the fictional series, but Bianca and uh, Damien have just, you know, like two separate books, obviously, two separate authors, but it just engrossed me into the book and... Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah, I can, I can I can reread the subject one and two quite easily. So. Yeah, it's it's and very I'm very not, slow I, now. I don't make right book either, so I actually like I actually like it. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But just to obviously wrap things up here now because obviously we're going to go. You know, just coming up the hour there. But I mean, from yourselves, yep. and always I like to ask you that, that that last question really from both your perspectives there and and you'll probably know this one. So if there was one piece of advice you'd give anybody in life, what would it be? Um, Obviously, Brooke, take the stage. That not everyone has to like you and you don't have to care. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And for yourself there, Troy? Um, Look, I'm going to agree with Brooke one of the biggest key factors that uh, you know attracted me to Brooke and her writing and everything was she's true to herself. She doesn't give a fuck, and I love that. Mm. But uh, in my life, especially now, it's, it's positivity. It's that can-do attitude. But there, there is 
people, some people sit there and call it, you know, you might be controlling or anything like that, but you can problem solve most situations. So, yeah, there's some things that are outside of your control, but that positive can-do attitude, like positivity. As soon as you get negative with things, and especially on the mental health side, you go, you go downhill. Um, so, yeah, positivity is... That's, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, sorry, sorry to drag that out, <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's great answers there. Great answers because yeah. I'm really looking forward to obviously, hopefully, seeing more from yourselves there. But obviously, just to, um, obviously for yourself, there, Brooke, where can people find you across the socials? Because you know you're quite you know, prevalent out out there. You've got quite a few little different areas, haven't you? Yeah, so I've got She's that. making I got two um two pages on Instagram, so that's my um that's my social media. I'm, I'm not across like all the different social media platforms. I just tend to use Instagram. Um, yeah. yeah. So my main account is uh, um, at Hi There Brook. So Hi There Brook, as if you're waving at me, yeah. and um, Brook with an E. And that kind of has a bit of everything. You know, there's there's you know my farm. There's my outdoor lifestyle. There's um you know, my art, there's writing, uh, there's fashion, there's, you know, just bits of everything on that one. But I also have my outdoor blog page, which is uh, really solely just for my out, um, outdoors and promoting outdoors yeah. for all people, especially for women. Because uh, I write a blog for an all-female hunting and outdoor website called The Girl Way. And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm their blogger. So that page is based around that. And it's, uh, it's called At Outside with Brooke. And apart from that, I have my own website uh, where, um, where I have my um, books for, uh, for purchase, but I do only uh, ship the print um, books within the, in Australia if you buy them through my website because they're my own personal copies. Yeah. So I sign them and, and ship them. But uh, anyone can buy my e-books through my website because I just email them off. Uh, but my books are available in print or e-book um, online through all the major international book retailers so anyone around the world can just jump onto their you know online to their book retailer and they should be able to pick up a copy brilliant brilliant and for yourself there troy um obviously where can people find you because um is it just predominantly just um like just find, Instagram? Find, find Brooke. everyone looks at brook anyway so we'll just find me through brook and uh we'll go no <laughs> it's uh yeah i i I don't have a website or anything like that. I get nagged all the time. I'm supposed to start up LinkedIn. I'm supposed to start up everything, but I'm hopeless with social media. I'm hopeless with anything. But, um, yeah, social media, uh, Troy.906 is probably the use at the moment until, until the YouTube channel starts up. And, um, yeah, we go from there. Yeah, happy days, happy days. But it's been absolutely fantastic having both of you on today. Real pleasure. Looking forward to the book. Um, and obviously, they'll you know, keep updates. I put everything on the obviously stories. Everybody can follow you, as I usually do, especially with your little competition with Hey Sharebrook. Um, and I look forward to seeing more little competitions um, in time to come. But for today, I'm absolutely fantastic. And, you know, thank you very much for joining us today. Okay. And we'll catch up very, very soon. No worries. Thank you very much, mate. I uh, appreciate it. It's been awesome having a chat. More Thank than welcome. So All right. With us. No and, worries, uh, Brooke. Have a great day. Much you love. too. You too. Catch you soon. Bye bye. 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 bye.